You are listening to Behind the Beauty Biz podcast series. I'm your host, Shanae Marie, a beauty business owner and a business coach. I help women all around the world go from being overworked, underpaid, and lost within their beauty business to creating that beauty business that they don't need an escape from. Throughout this podcast series, I'm going to be sharing with you the most common mistakes beauty biz owners just like you should be avoiding in their business. These very same mistakes could be what is keeping you from reaching that level of success that you know in your heart you can reach. If this resonates with you, you're going to want to stay tuned as I have a ton of juicy tips coming your way that are bound to turn those stressors in your business into simple and maybe even enjoyable tasks. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Shanae Marie Official for more tips and tricks in your beauty biz. Welcome back to my second episode of Behind the Beauty Biz podcast series. I wanted to just say an extra thank you for all of those that gave me such good feedback on episode number one and gave me the confidence to put out episode number two. So in this episode, I wanted to chat about one of the most commonly asked questions that I get, and that is, how do I stick to my policies? So I'm going to cover the top three mistakes that you should be avoiding when creating, presenting, and enforcing your policies, which in return will make it a lot easier for you to stick to your policies. This is going to be pretty generic advice and can most likely be applied to any type of small beauty business um, that is service-based, but don't forget to always personalize your policies to better suit your business. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into mistake number one that you're going to want to avoid when creating your policies. Stop coming from a place of strictly emotion or strictly business. You want to have a good balance of both. And yeah, you might be thinking like, Shanae, you're always saying to keep your emotions out of business. What the heck? Yeah, I do say that. But in this case, it's a little bit different. When I talk about keeping your emotions out of it, I mean sporadic emotions. So for example, if a client no shows you, you don't want to act out of, you know, that emotion of immediate, like feeling kind of upset, feeling betrayed, whatever you're feeling in that moment, you want to come from a place of thought through emotion. So I'm not saying to allow your emotions to be the sole decision maker on what your policies are, but I do think there has to, like, you know, there's a lot of importance in tying just the around, like just the right amount of emotion into your policies. It's going to help you show relatability and more understanding with your potential clients. I like to refer to this emotion as business emotion because it ends up being a smart business move that also involves emotion. You want to create those policies that are easy to stand by, right? And a way to do this is by having a little bit of emotion tied into it. Now for mistake number two that you're going to want to avoid when creating and presenting your policies. It's going to be something that I see very, very often, and it's something that can be so easily avoided. Do not present your policies as an essay. You know those pages you see that remind you of a really boring English assignment you had to write in high school, and it's just this long, boring paper. It's not exciting to read. It's all these things about what you can and can't do. Like no one wants to read that. Your potential clients are not going to sit through this. They're not going to absorb that information. It's boring for anyone to read. And what ends up happening is people usually just skip over them 
don't remember them and usually end up breaking one or two of them in the future because they never really fully understood them in the first place. So what we want to do is break down our policies and categories, keep your policies simple, short, and to the point so they're easy to remember and easy to absorb. Now, last but most definitely not least, mistake number three. And this one is going to be surrounding, you know, the way that you present and enforce your policies. The way that you present your policies is going to say everything about the confidence that you have in your business and in yourself. If you're using words like unfortunately and sorry while presenting your policies, it immediately kind of gives off the impression as though this policy is negative. So we want to stray away from any negative wording when presenting our policies so that we can avoid triggering that negative energy around it. I actually put this to the test in my own business before. I used to get so uncomfortable when clients would come in with bad retention because I knew I had to have that talk. I had to, you know, charge them more as per my policy. Um, but because I lacked that confidence and that aligned mindset, I would usually avoid saying anything and just take the hit to my business, to my finances, to my time, everything. And I would usually get a little bit bitter and resentful because I kept letting people walk all over me. But the times that I would actually have the guts to say something, I would always say it was so much like sadness and like negativity in my voice that it was no wonder my clients would respond with a similar emotion. I would say something along the lines of like, oh girl, like what happened with your lashes? I'm so sorry this happened. Um, unfortunately, like I am going to have to charge you quite a bit more because, you know, this is my policy and it's my time and my business. So I'd go into this big explanation as to why, even though they know why. And I would have this really sad, like down tone about it. Every conversation I had with my clients, it was me setting the tone for the conversation. And every time I was setting that tone, I was setting it wrong. So once I finally realized this, I tried something new. So when a client came in with bad retention the next time, I instead went about it like this. Oh, hey, like, oh, what's up? Like, what happened with your lashes? Like, you know, let me know what happened. And she was like, oh, like, I've just been doing a lot of modeling. Um, I think it might be all the like, you know, removing and applying makeup over and over again. Um, I'm really sorry about that. And I was like, oh gosh, no worries. Like, luckily we have some extra time today so we can do that full fill. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an extra charge because of my policy, but I'm totally fine with it for time if you are. And I'm so excited about your modeling. That sounds awesome. And she was like, oh yeah, of course. Like, no worries. Like, and yeah, like, let's talk about it. So she starts going on about her modeling. And so guess what? In the end, my client responded with a great attitude, if not better than I presented to her. And she gladly paid that additional charge, didn't have a crappy attitude about it, and tipped on top of that because I didn't present it in this negative way. This is something that I think we really need to understand as business owners is that the power of our attitude, our mindset, our tone, it really sets the environment, the atmosphere, and basically the reactions from our clients. So we are in charge of how we make our environment. We are in charge on the tone that we set for these awkward conversations. We are in charge of how we present ourselves and our business. 
our mindset and our attitude around our business and the way we present it can be the very reason our business either succeeds or fails. So to recap, we want to avoid having zero emotion or zero business strategy tied to our policies. We do not want to present our policies in the form of a boring high school English class essay. And we want to be mindful of our tone and our mindset when presenting our policies to our clients and our potential clients. I hope these tips help you within your business. Thank you so much for listening in. input on what the beauty biz CEO chats about next? Do you want more tips and tricks on how to make your beauty business everything you've ever wanted? Follow me on Instagram and join my free Facebook group for beauty biz owners just like you. You can find access to all these platforms in the show notes. For more tips and tricks on how to go from being overworked, underpaid, and lost within your beauty business to thriving with unshakable business confidence and skill, Don't forget to follow this podcast series, Behind the Beauty Biz with Shanae Marie. Stay up to date on our weekly podcast episodes. Are you tired of feeling like you've tried everything in your power to grow your business to where you've always dreamed of it being, yet you feel like you're not really ever getting anywhere? Are you tired of trying to run your business when essentially your business just keeps running you? If you said yes to either of these questions, join our exclusive group of beauty biz owners just like you for our seasonal beauty biz CEO mastermind training. Enrollments for these groups only come around every three months so that me and my team are able to keep them as personal as possible. We have exclusive content, private group meetings, private coaching, accountability, and assignments all specifically designed to help you take your business and essentially your life from where it currently is, a place where you don't want it to be, to where you've always dreamed of it being. Our next start date is February 1st, 2021. But don't wait because enrollment opens soon and spots fill up super quickly. For more information, please visit the designated link in the show notes. Until next time.